in the fast. If you man enough, come stand with us, take USA back. And every time we pull up, all you're gonna see is American flags. What's going on, Patriots? Welcome to the Patriots Bear Podcast. We're going to talk a bit about Joe Biden today, but first let me introduce my co-host, none other but the native Patriot. Um, excuse us if we look a little beat. It's Friday, and the week has kind of kicked our asses a little bit. Um, yeah, it's, get, it's getting to me. <laughs> I'm feeling it quite a oh. bit today, especially. So I yeah. got home like a half hour ago, and it's just like, all right. <laughs> yeah. And, and here's Eddie. Let's go. Let's do something. <laughs> As usual, dragging him around. Let's see here. So we, we got a lot to talk about. We got the Blaze reporter um, arrested um, for doing the same thing everyone else was doing, except for I think his, his was different. I think he was arrested for being conservative on a Tuesday. And <laughs> I, I really That's don't know what it seems like. Yeah. There was a ton of reporters. Yeah. I mean, there was there was a ton of reporters at January 6th, but they decided to target him. And I, I personally believe it's because he works at Blaze Media. So they it targeted is. him and it, it, yeah, you know. Man. You know that it. It, it, and it's it's what it is. I mean, listen, Stephen Colbert's uh grip uh team that was uh works on his set was arrested immediately released, and they weren't charged. But Everybody else was. Uh, and this is again and again and again. There were Antifa members there standing next to Ashley Babbitt when all that went down. They went on to do interviews on CNN and everything else, never arrested. Um, we know exactly what this is. But, guys, before we get too far into this, if you haven't already, go follow us on the social media platforms that you're, lo- you're watching this on and even the ones you're not. So if you're not on our Rumble channel, please go over to rumble.com forward slash the Patriots Prayer. And give us a like, follow there as well. Check us out. We have uh, our locals set up for those uh, guys that are in the tribe of Patriots. Go ahead and join our locals. And uh, you guys get uh, exclusive content no one else does. Uh, and we love you guys for uh, supporting us and what we do. So let's go ahead and take a quick look uh, here real quick, Maurice. Let's take a look at uh, what happened here with uh, this Blaze reporter. He did a news conference even before he was arrested because he turned himself in. Let's take a look. don't have a lot to say right now. I, I need to process for a little while. I, um, I'm actually still shaking a little bit. I, I don't like what I just went through. I don't like the deliberate humiliation that they put me through. There was no reason to do that. There was no reason to march me uh, into a courtroom in leg chains today. Um, there was somebody there answering for a felony, and they weren't in chains. My charges are misdemeanors. It's just, uh, it's, it's mind boggling. But that is uh, unfortunately the type of selective persecution that January 6th defendants are facing. And ultimately what we are looking at here and probably the only reason that many of the January 6th defendants have had to go through what they've had to go through is because of what I've talked about so many times and what I've written about so many times. It's called scary words. It doesn't matter if it's Stuart Rhodes. It doesn't matter if it's the grandmother who chanted USA, USA. 
in the Capitol. It's the scary words that were said. If you don't say the right thing at the right time uh, uh, and, and comport to the right narrative, that's what they're going to do is they're going to come after us, and, and that's exactly what's happened. It's not, it, this, these charges have nothing to do with my behavior at the Capitol. These charges are reflective of what I said before and after <laughs> my speech, what I thought about things, what I joked about. That's what this is reflective of. And so that's what we're up against. So, so he's, I mean, go ahead. He's absolutely right. And when he says that, you know, there was no, well, he says that there's no need for this kind of humiliation, but that's the entire point of this. It's been over three years. And yeah. I mean, he's, he's not a threat. He's not a danger, but they wanted to put him in chains so they could get the photo op and all on, on their liberal social medias and all their platforms. They can put out that, oh, you know, this danger to democracy has been arrested. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a number that they can put on and say, look at all these people who got charged because of Trump's insurrection on January 6th. That's the only reason they're doing it. It's to humiliate and it's to it's to pump those numbers up so they can make it sound like Trump actually had some kind yeah. of insurrection. Yeah. And we, we all know that what the, what the reality of that day was. All right. When what we do know, um, let's talk about it for half a second here. Um, the guy who instigated everything on film over and over again was Ray Epps. He was the only one not charged until recently. And then when he was charged, it was only for a misdemeanor. And you take the time to indict somebody for a misdemeanor. Why? Because listen, we had, um, we had a reporter from the gateway pundit on Ashley. What was her, what was her name? I'm sorry. What was it? Oh, I can't remember. I'm terrible with names. I apologize. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but uh, we had a reporter on from the Gateway Pundit who, who's who's very much involved with what's going on on January 6th. She's uh, Ashley Powell. And she um, she goes in and she's visited with the J6 prisoners. She's done a lot of research into uh, the FBI and what they had to do with January the 6th. And she said on the show that the, that the prevailing thought is because um, Mike Epps was supposedly uh, had some type of charge of some kind of sexual misconduct with his own daughter, right? And I'm dumbing it down for speech purposes uh, just because that sentence in itself is extremely hard to say because of, you know, what it represents. That's just hard on someone. It just, my sensibilities, there is a line. I, I know most people don't think I have one, but I have one. Um and as a result, the FBI got hold of him, and now they're able to control him and tell him what to do, how to do it, where to do it, and everything else. And oh, this is I their mean, this has been their mo. Even with Biden, it was their mo. Fifteen, forty informants over fifteen years telling them that the Biden family was dirty and they were doing pay for play schemes. That's which led to the FD ten twenty three form and the FBI informant and Christopher Ray not obeying a subpoena and lying to Congress for everyone to hear. Um, and it doesn't stop. It continues to, to go on and on and on. Look at Julian Assange for a second, Maurice. Well, hang on. Hey, before before we swap over to Julian Assange, that one. I, I want you to compare and contrast the behavior between Ray Epps and this journalist and what they did. Ray Epps and sign right. violence. I mean, clearly, the day before, the day of, he participated in the riot and Encouraged he was able it. to come into. Yeah, he was able to come into trial on one misdemeanor. He got he got one year probation, 
And the way he did his trial was by video. He didn't even go into the he didn't even go into the courtroom. He it was by video. And so it was basically a pre-gone conclusion that you know he was going to get a a, a, sl a slap on the wrist. But mm -hmm. now, three years later, we see that this journalist, who is clearly a journalist and isn't a physical threat, didn't participate in the riot because everything he did was documented. And yep. now they're coming after him for humiliation purposes. So when you compare mm -hmm. and contrast those two people right there, you can clearly see what kind uh, or how politically charged and motivated this really is. It, it also goes to show how how much they don't think as, as a party, as a group of people, they don't think, listen, how many people have left the democratic party in the last year and a half? If you don't know, I'll tell you it's eight, eight elected officials have all walked away from their party. Now, if you contrast that about by the constituents of people that identify as Democrat, liberal, central, a center, more, uh, you know, that crowd, um, they don't back Joe Biden. They don't back, uh, the First Amendment violations. They don't back the overreach of the government trying to come after our Second Amendment. They don't back the mutilation of children, the castration of little boys, right? They, they, the things that this party is doing is abhorrent. We've never had a party legislate speech. We've never had a party uh, by legislation and fiat make laws that are detrimental to children like AB 665. We never had a party push for laws like NY213, which allows them to arrest and quarantine people that don't even test positive for a disease or a virus at a place of their choosing at a time that is uh, not set forth in any of the criteria that they put out in this law. It's a very vague and a very general it's not, law. It's not a law. It's a rule. So that... that, it, it, that it, it's crazy is what it is. It, yeah, it, it acts as a law because it's basically giving it's giving them authority where it shouldn't be had, but yeah, it's, it's not a law. It's a, it's a rule that they passed so yeah. that when the next pandemic hits or when they declare that they have emergency powers, they're going to be able oh, to they take it at any time. Th oh, that's yeah. the thing about this law, right? This thing that happened in New York, Letitia James took it back to court because it was repealed. She took it back to court and had the law reinstated. So it's actually in effect right now. So imagine that, like you said, a virus, a pandemic, whatever kicks off. And um, they just use that time to clean house because at that point they can say, well, Maurice, I don't like the things that you say on the internet. And they don't have to tell you that's why, because according to NY213, you don't have to test positive for any disease or virus or anything. It can, or you can't test negative in order to get out of it either. That's, that's the kicker. What I'm, Pointing to is the fact that we have a party that is completely uh, out for power. They're out for blood. They're out for power. They're out for the optics of making the people who love this country look like Nazis and trying to make it look like they're the good guys, though they push and stand for uh, things that an anarchist would love. Victims uh, are now uh, treated terribly while the criminals are treated like victims. And chaos ensues and our borders are, we've been invaded. We have an invading army within our borders right now. And that's a problem that I don't even know how we go about fixing with the numbers that we have. But I digress, you know, back, back just to Biden. And, and we asked the question, and that's why I aptly named this episode, is he fit? Is he fit 
to run the country? Is he? It, they say he's not even fit to stand trial. So yeah, they're trying to they're trying to have it both ways right now. They're basically trying to say that he doesn't have the cognitive ability to stand trial, and also he is the best option for twenty twenty four. <laughs> and that you should vote for him. <laughs> like those two things, those two things. They, In they the same sentence. <laughs> yeah. They don't make any sense. But for some reason, they they really are trying to push that. And yeah. I think I, I saw the other day that the average viewer on MSNBC is like 67. It's way up there. The average mm -hmm. age of the viewer on, on MSNBC is, is just incredibly high. So I'm wondering... I mean, it really seems like this, that party, the Democrat party right now is about to go through a major transition because it seems like the old guard, Biden, right, He that he's he's going to, I mean, hopefully he doesn't win. Lord forbid. But, he has no, he has no, no possibility of winning. I'm, I'm putting that out there. I'll say it. Play this back months from now and remember I said it. 140,000 votes separated him from, from Trump just the other day. Oh, his, poll numbers yeah. are, are, his poll numbers are the worst in history. Joe Biden has the Guinness Book of World Records for the lowest poll numbers in United States history for a sitting president. Nobody has polled lower than him. N nobody has. I mean, I've talked to Democrats who say they're going to vote for Trump. This is how bad it is, and they know it. They know it. Take a look at some. I just put together a collage and I grabbed a collage here from uh, from the Internet. Just uh, things that we've collected. And you have to, I mean, take a look at just the gaffes, just alone. Just this is just a short plot. I mean, come on, dude. I mean, that, that's a short one. That's painful. I mean, it's every time I watch that guy, it's worse. It's so much worse. Every time I watch that guy, it is it is almost physically painful for me because of how cringy it is, right? It, it is cringe inducing. You just watch him, and he, as he as he stumbles through his speech, as he as he wanders around the stage, it's just like, oh my god! It's like I'm so embarrassed for him, but at the same time, I I mean I know that he's virtually evil in every way, you know that you can yeah. even take a look at this so. one. If you think that was bad, watch it. Oh yeah! Oh, he's gonna. <laughs> This guy is he, he needs to be, you know, I take that back. You know, he, he really needs to be somewhere eating oatmeal, watching Matlock. He does not belong running the country. His biceps are big as my calves. Look at this. There's a man. I hope we're on the same side. He's rushing. I don't care who he is. I hope we're on the same side. The guy says he says he's Russian.
Uh, see, and it's just, it, it's just that it is painful, brother. Do you remember the speech that he gave when he said that the only thing that about the Revolutionary War is Jesus said there's not enough airplanes, something like that? It was weird. Oh, yeah, I just posted about that today. Um, <laughs> yeah, he said, the, Jesus, Jesus said during the Revolutionary War, yeah, Jesus that there wasn't enough airports or something. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's like, I did get a yeah, message I mean, on that today, though, that, that apparently Trump had said something about Jesus. Or, or no, 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 yeah, not Trump Jesus. Trump was making fun of him, right? So, and Trump actually put out an op-ed, a little, little speech, and he put it out there explaining it because the liberal media took the clip, you know how they do, and they ran with it the wrong way. And he, he was saying what he was doing was making fun of Biden by repeating a like phrase. And then, and they caught him doing it and then clipped out the rest of the phrase and then put it out there and said, yeah, I think Trump needs help. But at the same time, <laughs> you're you're propping Biden up on the other side of this issue and being completely ignorant uh, as as they do it. Um, you know, how are we, we talked the other day to um, John Davidson? We're going to be doing that Monday, guys. Don't miss Monday's show, the epidemic of fraud. It's going to be amazing. Um, I, I've watched it now. Twice, and I'm going to watch it again. Believe it, I got to take a bunch of notes and that sort of thing. But um, you know, we in, in that conversation that we had, he brought some things to light that I didn't really think about in the way that he presented them, as far as facts go. When Biden left the White House, he went and he went to the uh, the uh, uh, Biden Penn Center at the college. Biden Penn Center was paid for fifty some odd million dollars paid for by China. There were four years that passed from the time he left to the time that he was pursuing the White House again. That money from China went to paying Biden directly, as well as Anthony Blinken, Blinken rather, uh, and others that are in his cabinet. Right? You no remember spoilers. this? Well, are, you, are you spoiling Monday's episode? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. These are just facts. Uh, this is that's in the movie. You have to watch the movie. Um, but. Here's the thing. If, if you did all that and you worked for China for four years and then all of the people that you brought with you into the White House also worked for China for four years. And the guy you had running the Biden Penn Center, Michael Carpenter, was your Ukraine guy who was sitting next to you when you snitched on yourself and said, son of a bitch, they fired the prosecutor. You start to see a pattern forming of the people that he surrounded himself with and the things that he did. And the guilt that's obvious. I mean, it's it's obvious. So now what do you do? Now what do you do? you got a president who is now uh, identified by his own son as the big guy. So now we know the was, 10% went to the big guy. Yeah, that was, in, that was in Hunter Biden's testimony yesterday that he admitted that Joe Biden is the big guy in reference to those texts. So when you pair this up, you know, I, I had posted about it yesterday on Twitter and I had a, a couple trolls come in and say, oh, you know, basically just trying to deny it somehow. And and but the problem is that when you pair this with the emails that have already been released from Hunter Biden's laptop and and you look at uh, I think it was Politico back in like 2017 that wrote 
2017? Yeah, Biden Inc. If you ever read that article, it's basically about the the way that money mysteriously follows wherever Biden goes for his family. And there's always that's right. Like his family members always profit immensely. Wherever, whatever policy or, or country he's looking over at the time, whatever he's taking mm -hmm. care of, his family somehow gets rich off of it. And it's like, yeah, it's definitely. And, and who was that? That was Romania. Where was Hunter Biden going on Air Force Two? He was going to China. Oligarch gave Russia. him a, a, an amazing jewel, like some big jewel worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and then you have CEFC. And, and CEFC was the energy company, the natural gas company that they were involved in. And you have Hunter Biden on the phone saying, I need office keys for my father. The CEFC guy, I forget his name, uh, Tony Zhao or something, I think it was. And then uh, his his uncle James. Um, you have the phone calls that were uh, very much self-evident of uh, Hunter Biden saying, uh, uh, or excuse me, Joe saying that uh, get the red cell phone Hunter and call Barack and Michelle and tell them Operation Crash and Burn is a go. I mean, he, he's telling on himself over and over and over again. He's told on himself. And I, I just don't get how. I mean, this is this is the number one reason for me why I know for a fact that we have a hard road uh, to uh, to go down in order to fix these things, because it's obvious that the DOJ's involvement. Look at Leslie Wolf's letter saying, "Don't prosecute. We're not interested in political figure number one." Telling the IRS to essentially, you know, don't look at this. Nothing to see here. I mean, how how do you fight that? How do you when you got that much, uh, that many activists in your government and when you're an activist in government, you're not doing your job. Your job is not to a political party. Your job is uh, your commitment is to the people of the United States. It is to the um, it is to the Constitution of that's the United the problem, States. That's the problem with blindly supporting the Democrats or Republicans, because I mean, you have to remember the DNC and the RNC, those are private companies. Yeah, those, that's, they're not part of the government. They're private companies. So, club when when you pledge allegiance to the as a Republican or as a Democrat, you're pledging allegiance to a private company that is that is does not have your interest, and there's no reason to have your interests in mind because. Their their job is to continue winning so they can keep making more money. That's the only reason that they're there. So, I mean, it's basically a, a, a business that you're supporting. So people really need to understand that you need to find out who your local representatives are and if they're actually America first. Like if you want, if you want some things to change in government, then we have to change the people who we elect and we have to change the people who we support, and we have to exactly. be able to criticize and legitimately hold people accountable when they screw up so yeah somebody like biden i i hope that when trump gets in i hope he just i mean goes wild and goes rogue on these people because i mean our corruption in our government right now it feels overwhelming at times like i go back and forth between being really optimistic and you know <laughs> oh just absolutely defeated yeah. When you when you when, I mean it, it it will jade you once once you start pulling that curtain back and seeing the level of corruption and you start getting told like 
I remember when Ivan Raiklin, I had Ivan Raiklin on the show, and when he broke down these relationships that people, different people have from political parties to the FBI and how that was used to go after Trump and manipulate data and try to basically throw Trump under the bus and how Mike Pence was at the head of a lot of that. That stuff is disheartening. It makes you wonder who's really in charge. Who's in the background? Who is it that we don't see that's calling these shots? What is their end game? What is their goal? Why is it that the guy who's actually trying to push for the Constitution, for the rights of people, for the prosperity of our country, why does it seem like that guy is being attacked? And you can't point to an instance of something that he did that doesn't say that he's supporting the Constitution, the prosperity of his nation, and the security of our people. Like everything he did was for that reason. And yet he met resistance every step of the way. He became poorer. His family was attacked. His friends were jailed. His campaign was spied on. And he was lied on continuously. You know, that's, so that's one of the funniest criticisms about uh, when people talk about Trump. Is they say he's only doing it to get rich. It's like, that is the worst get rich strategy I've ever heard of my life. He's already rich. Yeah, he's, he's a multi-billionaire. And somehow the, the presidency was supposed to make him more rich. Like, no, that he's been talking about running for president or people have been talking about Trump running for president since like 80. the early. Yeah. yeah I want to say late eighties. Yeah. 80s, yeah. Late eighties, early nineties. They've been asking him, Trump, are you, are you going to remember who asked him? Remember who asked Oprah? him? Oprah. Oprah. Yeah. Oprah was, Oprah was, was, was trying to push the issue to get him to run. And then several other Democrats were on that same level. You got to remember Trump hung out with Kings. Like I'm like literal Kings, heads of state, royalty, uh, 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 industry leaders across the world. He had he had ends and was in a circle of elites, and his lifestyle was one where if he didn't want to touch a regular person's hand, he wouldn't have to. He wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like literally, yeah. he could have been that dude if he really wanted to. Um, and yet here here he is taking losses left and right, getting attacked, uh, being charged for a, a sexual assault in a civil case where there was no evidence except for E. Jean Carroll's word. Well, that they um, changed the law to yeah. charge him. They, they put, yeah. they changed the law so they could charge him for this. It was, yeah, they, they changed it from the beginning. redefined sexual assault so that it would just have to be a touch, a literal touch on the shoulder. And that would be enough to consider it sexual assault. And because the wording sounds so much more ominous than what, what well, we can't even say it actually took place, right? Because there's no witnesses that put him there. There's no video evidence of him being there. And Eugene she Carroll doesn't know when it was, where it was. What like, happened? Yeah. Yeah. So then this this is this is who this is what we have to deal with. And, and the person who bankrolled the whole suitcase was none other uh, than another orange man, bad you know agenda type person. So. We're going to jump in and, and play a commercial from our sponsors, and we will be right back, guys. Have you noticed the ever-alarming 400,000 cell towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes and Wi-Fi that runs 24-7? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation 
palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and microwave radiation, from Faraday bags, earthing bed sheets, Wi-Fi router covers, hats, scarves, bed sanctuaries. This will not be going away anytime soon. We will continue to see only faster speeds, 6G, 7G, and more exposure to EMF than any time in our history. Start protecting yourself now. Go to RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded today. Use code PATRIOT and save 10%. So yeah, guys, listen, you're around power lines. You have your cell phone up to your head all damn day long. Most of us live in big cities. Uh, we're around an immense amount of radiation constant. Um, these 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 Faraday cages um, are being pushed now more than ever. They have wallets. They have scarves, hats, bed sanctuaries, everything. Um, there there is definitely a need for it. There's definitely a need for it. I think more now than ever. I mean, five G is just the beginning of it. Did you know? Uh, not to switch subjects here, but did you know that that was originally developed by the military as a weapon? No. <laughs> yeah, it's a real, real no. topic. Five G was originally developed by the military, and it was used as a weapon. It was not like for internet and cell phones and things like that. So that's why a lot of people, in the, with with the advent of the uh, the the vaccine and all that, there was the rumor was about that some when they when they went live with the five G. All the people with, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're basically gonna have a bunch of zombies walking around and all that. Listen, I I think they take it too far at times, but um, there's definitely something there. There's something there. I don't know what, but there's something there. Um, yeah. So from here, from here, where do we go? Yesterday we had Biden and Trump both at Eagle Pass at the same time. Um, and if you looked at the Wait, video footage, I don't think Biden it was really. Yeah, he Biden went. go to Eagle Pass? Yeah, he went. He went yesterday. I, I thought he went to a, a different spot. Yeah, well, not in the same spot in the park where he was at the same time. I think it was like they were there like hours apart. So hmm. I saw the one where Biden walked in and in his reception, very few people. I walked into a white tent and it was that kind of reception. I think it was like four or five people in there. When Trump showed up, it was a whole different scene. You already know. People were going bananas. They were extremely happy to see him. It was a different kind of reception. It was a different. I saw the I saw the Mexican he, army even like cheer him. Didn't he? Didn't he like wave to the Mexican army too? The the there were, <laughs> you know guards across the wall. It doesn't surprise yeah. me a bit. It doesn't surprise me at, at all. I mean, I keep telling people that this is the year that if something bad is going to happen. Um, I, you know, we have the most the the likelihood of something happening behind the border being left open and all of the stunts that the left keeps trying to pull, um, you know, to, to keep Trump off the ballot, to do something. Um, you know, they're going to get more prevalent as the time draws closer because they realize right if the election was held right now today, we'd be saying President Trump tomorrow. That's a fact they don't really have an answer for that. And because they don't have an answer and because so many of them did things that were absolutely illegal, I mean, really illegal, the kind of illegal that gets you put in front of firing squads, illegal. 
That's why they're going so far to make sure he doesn't ever get his foot in office ever again, because they know he's an outsider. He's not part of the Uniparty. They can't, they can't control him. They tried controlling him. That's why Mike Pence was there. He was kind of uh, sort of his handler of sorts. Um, but it didn't work. It didn't work. And now they realize that they got this real guy who's an actual maverick who actually has a set of standards, who adheres to principles that they long since thought was extinct or primitive or nobody would ever reach the level in politics that he did uh, without the backing of these multi-billion dollar corporations funding their campaigns. Well, they didn't realize he didn't need them. You know what bugs me about result, that? Yeah. Is it, it what bugs me is that we're still like the the fact that we have to continue explaining this. Like we had four years of Trump, we had four years of Biden, and yep. people are still just absolutely delusional about Trump. I mean, when Trump mm -hmm. went down to the border, he confirmed that he spoke to the parents of Lakin Riley, uh, that, that yeah. woman who was killed by an illegal criminal. He spoke to the parents. Did did Biden do it? Did Biden call no. him? Like, is he not ever? Him? Not once. Not yeah. once. Him nor him nor Kamala ever. When Kamala went to Nashville or to Tennessee after the shooting, and remember, she only went there to give some large race baiting speech about the fact that the three people were thrown mm -hmm. out of Congress and never even addressed the shooting. Never went and said anything to the parents or to the to the family of the teachers that were murdered and they still haven't let the damn manifesto out because they was talking bad about white people and Christians. And they definitely never want it to be the platform of the, the news at all to come out and say, that's wrong. You shouldn't hate white people. They can't just say that sentence. Can they, they can't say hating Christians or, you know, going after Christians is wrong. They never want to have to ever utter that sentence. So it's easier just to keep the manifesto buried. And, and that's well, apparently and there was more than one, too. I know Stephen Crowder's doing a lot of work on that and they're uncovering a lot of that work. So that's that's good. He's got the resources, the manpower, the and, you know, the platform to do it. So good on Stephen Crowder for for really working on that and and getting the word out for those manifestos, because, I mean, realistically, we have a right to know because, uh, you know, these people, they performed atrocities and it's it's dark and evil. But uh, I was talking about Lake and Riley, the. the the jogger who was just recently killed by an illegal immigrant. Um, the one yeah. that was blamed for, uh, you know, fighting back according to the New York <laughs> post. Yeah. So, how how dare is, he? Back. Yeah. Which is just absolutely insane. So he's not uh, the only yeah, one was able to speak to a guy in Arizona who was arrested and put in prison for protecting his property. You know, people came on his property. He had firearm. He used They're it. They're trying to change. They're trying to change nope. that law right now, or they're trying to put a law in that says you're allowed to, to to shoot illegal immigrants. And I saw the left freaking out about it the other day, and I was like, wasn't there like a 78-year-old man who had shot a, a criminal alien on his property? He was on his property. You're allowed to protect yeah. your property. You're allowed to protect your property. In fact, you know, it was. It, there's a lot of people that have the, that that say, you know, like if someone comes into your home and steals from you, and they have, let's say, they have your life savings under their arm. And they're running and they're at and their back is turned to you. You're in a lot of states. If you shoot that person, you're going to be charged with 
murder or attempted murder, what have you, because his back's turned to you. So you're supposed to allow someone to steal from you. And if that person breaks into your house and does a slip and fall in the middle of this illegal break-in, um, they sue people. It's nuts. The, this is the left. They protect criminals. That's what they do. They protect criminals. They protect child groomers. They protect kidnappers. And 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 they even elect them as uh, president, uh, the ones who like to sniff the hair of little girls. And boys. <laughs> and boys, weird. yes. He likes when they play with really his weird. hairy legs. <laughs> he likes when they play with his blonde, yeah, hairy man. legs. Corn Pop was a bad dude. It gets, it gets <laughs> Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> Corn Pop was a bad dude. It, it's it's yeah. silly that you have to explain these things to people. It's silly to me that the other side of the aisle is so indoctrinated um, that I get uh, all these, you know, it's, if I, have, I have one liberal friend that loves to argue with me. And every now and again, I'll get a, uh, I'll get a text message from him. And I got one just recently from him. And it says, um, here, let's just, let's, you want to hear the, uh, mad words from a liberal? Yeah, read it out. I mean, Hunter just testified, and his testimony was just released full showing no connection to his dad. I'm listen. What? I don't make this up. <laughs> no, connection no connection. No connection. No connection. Are you kidding me? Really? No connection. It was just the opposite. But the the news the media the news tells the story in such a different way and emits so many facts that he literally believes that there was no connection versus what he actually said and yeah i could just go on forever it just I you just see. want to grab him and shake the hell out of him <laughs> well it's like i can see why he was rooting for that because you know like i know the right wing culture is like you know you want to own the libs and for some reason, the libs feel like they want to, you know, own conservatives. But a lot of the times, like, obviously, the left can't meme. So a lot of the memes that they put out are just either factually incorrect or, like, incredibly stupid. But it, it that just seems like a really odd thing to say uh, that there was. I, I don't know how he possibly could have come to that conclusion the only way that I can really see that he actually came to that conclusion is that if the news just said there's no connection and then he goes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's literally what it is. And, it, <laughs> and if Reuters, if Reuters is not the source, he doesn't want to hear it. I'm like, dude, I'm going to show you the video of him actually saying it on what channel. Why does it matter? The video is of him actually saying it and he doesn't want to hear it. This is the level of indoctrination that these people have. When you get someone that that that's that indoctrinated, and and I, and I've I've stumped him a million times, it, it, they just they still don't want to, uh, to to ever back off their agenda. It's an agenda thing, dude. And, and the funny thing is, is this guy, and I love him to death. I, I do. We disagree on this kind of stuff, uh, but but he's a Jewish guy, and I'm like, how in the hell can you be Jewish and a liberal at the same time? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. These are the people that won't fund the Iron Dome for Israel. These are the people that are so anti-Israel that many of the people in their party are members of the DSA. How can you justify with any kind of sense at all 
being a liberal and being Jewish? Do you not see all the BLM videos of them going into uh, areas and just mistreating the hell out of Jews or Harvard or Yale or any one of these places that were holding these anti-Semitic gang rallies that were uh, basically uh, okayed and exacerbated and condoned and enabled by the left? But you still want to support them because, but what do they stand for? These people aren't liberals. Liberals used to be people that would allow you. You you had to be considerate. You had to have free speech was a cornerstone. There were a lot of things that were uh, very good and very wholesome about being liberal. These people are not liberal. These people are Marxists. These people are socialists. Re recently, another video. That's all. That's the only difference. Yeah. Uh, recently on the left, or recently, uh, a video came out of Joe Biden and we, with the way he was explaining how his rights stem from God. He said, my rights don't come from any government or anybody in the government, you know, in the government. My rights are I have rights because I exist. I mean, he came out and, and said that. And it's like, man, that's that's what liberals used to be. That's what the Democrat Party used to be, is they used mm -hmm. to have kind of the same fundamental understandings of where our rights came from. And the fact that the government isn't allowed to just take rights because they don't grant rights. They can either mm -hmm. recognize rights or they can infringe upon your rights, but they have no part in granting rights. So and that's that's kind of what the Democrat Party used to be. I feel like there was a time where you could actually have a disagreement in policy, but it wasn't a disagreement in the fact that, you know, the Gen Z liberals nowadays want to literally take your rights because they think they can, because they're being told right now by the news that they're allowed to. And it's like, you don't have any part in that. <laughs> so Harari, the uh, Charles Schwab's number two, uh, it was in that Charles Schwab, let me, Klaus Schwab, sorry, let me not get in trouble by saying Charles Schwab. But Klaus Schwab, uh, his number two, whatever his name, uh, Harari, um, put out this long speech at the WEF where he says humans don't have rights. And he goes into this thing about saying if you cut them open, you'll find kidneys, you'll find hearts, you'll find livers, but no rights. Like, does a, does a rabbit have rights? Does a Like, he goes on this long thing about this, why humans don't actually have rights. They are pushing transhumanism. you got to understand that the, that the left has a long history of telling you what you want to hear, saying all of the right things. I don't think there's been a president in my lifetime that spoke better than Bill Clinton, right? The guy has a gift to gab. He had the ability to talk. I mean, <laughs> I've seen him wipe the floor with Mike Wallace in an interview one time. I mean, it was crazy. But he's an evil bastard, and he'll tell you whatever you want to hear, and he'll and he'll say it so eloquently and he'll make all the promises in the world and then they do nothing. I mean, look, what did Biden run on? Build back better. Have you seen the world? Have you seen it? Have you seen the border? Have you seen gas prices? Have you seen the economy? And can you tell me anything he's done good? Anything that's better now than better now than it was before? Even anything. Nothing. There is nothing. He has nothing to run on. He has no, nothing to tout as an accomplishment. There's no policy. There's no, no issues at all that he was the champion of that came to fruition that 
gives him some type of an accolade, something he can tout as an accomplishment. There's nothing, absolutely nothing. And I can say that Obama has some of those, and I hate to admit it, but he does. Obama shrunk the Department of Interior. He shrunk. The, now, that's the only thing I can think about. It's the only one I can give him, but at least he has one. Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the only one he has. But and and he deported a hell of a lot of people too. I'm I'm not gonna you, lie. He have you ever heard that that speech from Paul Harvey uh, in 1965? What was it called? If I were the devil, have you ever heard that? It's like a it's like a two and a half minute speech that Paul Harvey did, and he kind of hmm. almost prophesized exactly what's going on now. But when you were talking about that Klaus uh, Klaus Schwab's buddy. Uh, and that speech in the way that he said, you know, if you cut humans up, you know, you'll find kidneys and livers. And it's it's crazy that uh, in that little speech that he gave the if I were the devil, he said that they would deify science. And in the past couple of years, if you notice. I mean, look at what happened back in 2020 and 2021 when they were all saying, trust the science, the vaccine will save you instead of talking about what you can do to to be, build your immune system, to become a stronger person. It was yeah. all about, tr I mean, they literally said, trust the science. They like deified Fauci in a really weird, that was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. With It was somebody like Fauci being cropped up as some kind of hero. I mean, that guy is evil as evil gets. Devin Witt, would be interested in coming on to another pod right now? <laughs> yes though Devin yes absolutely and and to be honest with you it doesn't matter if you're on the left or on the right um, I would be more than happy to come on a podcast even in unfriendly territory just because I know I can I can definitely stand my own and defend my ideas I offer this same thing to people on the left all the time um, they just never want to take you up on it <laughs> Never. Yeah, science is questioning everything, Seth. That's for sure. And uh, I didn't, didn't uh, not being ignorant, I, I didn't have the comments up, but I see you now. Camo hat guy, what's going on, brother? And yeah, CWP, hey. the entire world does need to know. Um, it is a joke. And the entirety of our government right now, I think that we would be better off if we just replaced every damn single one of them. If we just. I was talking the other day to uh, Damon Galdo, who's running for uh, Congress down in New Jersey. This is a guy who's a union hall guy. I mean, he's he gets up every morning. He's a, he's a union carpenter, and he's a blue-collar worker, like, for real, right? <laughs> and I had a long conversation with this guy, and he has all the best intentions, and he wants to go serve his country and then go right back to being uh, who he was before, the way it was intended. And, and he's just one of those, you know, red-blooded American guys that you want to see succeed. But he's up against a lot of money in that state. And the problem with that is we all talk about and complain about as people in America that we want change. We want to see something different. We want something better. But then you listen to the fancy ads on the TV and you listen to who your friends tell you to vote for. And it's more of the same. This time, guys, don't do that. This time, look at who's challenging the people in your districts, in your cities, and in your states. Look at who they are. Because 
don't just vote for them because they're the Republicans. See if they're being challenged by another one who's actually an American first candidate. Replace these people. They need to be replaced. If you want change, you got to do something different. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different outcome. We have to wake up or we're, we're all doomed. I mean, can you imagine what happens to our country right now if we if we have four more years of a Democrat in, in office? I don't know what we do at that point. Well, I, I really Putin don't. Just, Putin just came out the other day and said, he, I know that he said, uh, like, what the hell is the West doing? He's like, we have nukes. And the way that they're threatening to bring Ukraine into NATO just willy-nilly seems... Yeah, it's going to incite a nuclear war. He's literally saying, we have nukes. If they do this, if they send troops in, then we'll use the nukes. But for some reason, Biden and everybody in the West, everybody, it seems that is at the leadership's tables they're they're just like yeah let, let's keep pushing it it's all for ukraine <laughs> oh. and it's like what the hell is the point of nato if if we're going to be defending countries that aren't in nato the entire point of nato is all these countries work together to protect those countries and ukraine was never accepted into nato so what the heck are we doing flirting with world war three and pushing it as hard as we can poking you know, the bear Bobby's over and over again it's yeah. Obama's fault. It's Obama's fault. He went over there and told them to disarm. They had nukes too. And Obama said, you guys disarm and we'll protect you. Well, how do you make a sidebar agreement with someone who's not in NATO? And and, and not only that, if, if we start sending people over there, what if Putin just really does decide? He can, Ukraine can be gone in an instant. It, it only takes one nuke and Ukraine doesn't even exist anymore. And all because these people want to protect their little piggy bank, which is what they've used Ukraine as for so long. We don't even know. I mean, what if Trump said it a long time ago? Ukraine is the most corrupt country in the world. In the world. And they were doing so many things over there when it came to biological weapons and labs. What they tried to tell you, they didn't exist. There's no uh, biological weapons labs over there. And then they turned around the very next day and said, we have to get over there and make sure we secure the biological labs because we don't want Russia ending up with what's in those labs. Well, you just said yesterday you didn't have any, but now you do. Um, it, it's sad, and, and they lie constantly, and they get their hand caught in the cookie jar. And when you have people that are willing to go out and do their jobs as journalists, um, you actually find some things out. The James O'Keefe's, uh, Steve Baker, the, guy who, the guys who actually go out and do their jobs the way they're supposed to are demonized. They're demonized you know, and they're deplatformed. Stephen Crowder was deplatformed the day he received that uh, that manifesto. He was taken off of YouTube because he he put the, he put the manifesto out. Why in the world? Why? It makes no well, sense. And, and I got a conundrum question for you. Why in the hell is Trump thinking of DeSantis and why is DeSantis's name in the hat for probable or possible consideration for VP? That that's that's confusing. I haven't heard anything about that. That is extremely confusing. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it, uh, it, the short list includes Tim Scott, Ron DeSantis, all people who I wouldn't want. Tim Scott lost me when he said he wanted to fund Ukraine. 
Um, he's crazy. He needs to stick with. He needs to stick with uh, Vivek, or yeah. take Matt Gates or Jim. How would Matt Gates be as a, as a VP, brother? That would be awesome. I, Let's I hear it. Well, I don't know if you'd want do to you do think that, would make the perfect. Let's last ask everybody. Who do you think would make the perfect VP for Trump? Let's have a vote. Even if their name is not one that we've heard up here, who do you think would be the perfect VP for Trump? I, I, I like Matt Gates. <laughs> <laughs> I like Matt Gates personally. Matt Gates showed me who he was when he threw Kevin McCarthy out of Congress, and uh, from what I understand, got into a little fist fight about it in the in the back offices after it all happened. Seth says Vivek. MD James says Vivek. So uh, two more Vivek votes, but I I, I think I'm, Vivek. <laughs> had you seen the meme? Did Did you see the tops of the uh, when they did uh, the comparison with Trump and Vivek? Uh, they had the same hairline. Did you ever see that? It's hilarious. Yeah, uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, Chris had it on his page. He had it up. Vivek and Trump hairline. It's 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 actually pretty funny. You don't you don't think that it's uh that they that it would look the same, obvious, but they do. Let me see if I can't find it. Damn it! No, it's not right here, but it's funny as hell. It's from here up. They're exactly the same, except for Trump has blonde hair and Vivek has dark hair. So last last July, Vivek, I had uh, made a post about trump having vivek as his running or as, as his vp you know that was like the early, i think it was i think it was july but uh i mean that's that's what i saw moving forward with with how i don't he's not radical well he is kind of radical i guess considering when you compare him to a lot of the other candidates you know i i just don't i don't see I can't think of any idea that he put forth that that term that terms itself radical, like a zero budget baseline. That's a perfect idea. So you take your budget and you start with zero. And I mean, relative decide. though, like relative like what? to what we've seen, like uh, yeah, I mean, Trump is a moderate. Okay, he he's much. not a radical, right? Trump is a moderate candidate. His ideas hmm. are like build the wall. And I mean, he, he ran on on incredibly basic things that like 20 years ago, everybody would have been like, oh, yeah, that's what we should do. We should have American manufacturing and we should build a wall. I mean, that that has been the thing for uh, like it, it blows my mind. But wow. anyway, so, somebody said Tulsi Gabbard. That's yeah. that's cool. different. That's different. I just like. Tulsi Gabbard in general. <laughs> I think everybody likes Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard, it can just talk me to sleep. I mean, there is something about that lady's voice where it just it's just so melodic. It will hypnotize you if she talks to you long enough. It's crazy. Yeah, she's she's got that soothing kind of voice, but uh I I'd, I I I don't want I don't, point think fair. Right. I don't I don't think it should be a woman. <laughs> no offense, What's but I think that the commander in chief, the, the runner up should not be a woman. Just my opinion. Yeah, I think it should be Vivek or it's, I mean, 
That that's the only person really that I don't I think it should be a woman for the sake of being a woman. I think yeah. that if a woman was actually cut out for the job and and had the the you know what I mean, the accolades to back her up, you know, then then it would be different. I'll be like, okay, yes. But to just say, hey, Trump should have his VP be a woman because we're in this age of DEI, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I want the best person for the job. And I really do believe in my heart of hearts, the best person for the job is Matt Gates and or Jim Jordan. And the reason why I say that is because it sets Matt Gates up to be able to run for the president in the following election. And Matt Gates is somebody who is not liked by his own party. He's is just his not name even in the He's hat. Around. Huh? Is his name? I don't know. If it is. I don't know if it is. I don't know if he's being, but he's already proven to me his character. He's proven it. He went against the, the entire grain of the whole Republican party and put the people first, even when it was unpopular. And then scoffed at the people who took money from K street and said, your IOUs are worth nothing. All your bought and paid for politicians. They're done. It's over. Forget it. And then we believed in Mike Johnson. And then he come around with a lot of the same stuff. That was disheartening. That Because I actually believe here's a guy who's Christian. He keeps about five grand in the bank. He's not a very rich person. So he's obviously not been bought off to date. I'd like and that I five thought, grand in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got you that. Know, he sounds rich to me. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like this, though. I guess when you only have five grand in the bank, maybe it's easier to buy you all. See, now <laughs> you say only. Yeah, well, you know, I, I just don't know, man. I, I've had opportunities, I guess, to to uh, make more money, but I've always I've always turned it down. Oh, One I've of the reasons the jobs left and right, government jobs that offer more money. First yeah. of all, I turn them down for one thing. They, the people who know what I say and do here, I would I would last one week in a government job. And they were like, is oh, this you? I don't and even think I would last that long. I, I yeah, you you're long. done. So Tulsi is cool, Fish says, and Carrie Lake. I was already thinking about Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake is a fighter. And she went up oh, against the cartels. Yeah. She went up against Katie Hobbs in an impossible situation in Arizona where there is actual real probability of fraud in a much bigger, uh, well, I don't know how to word this, but Put it this way. The things that are going on in Arizona uh, are big enough to make a movie on. And um, one day what I got to do is I got to get you uh, the uh, Jacqueline Breger's video, uh, her C-SPAN clip, where she goes in and she confronts all of these people about uh, the allegations made by uh, Thaler and, and uh, Harris about all of the insurance and, and mortgage schemes that were going on where they implicate many of the people that are on in the oversight committee and in Congress uh, and city council in Arizona. And the fact that an elected official actually owns uh, one of the uh, election companies, people uh, tasked with printing and counting the ballots, precision arrow and run back election systems. So it, it, there's a story there that I heard Bongino talk about it briefly. And, uh, and just a lot of, you know, people like us talk about it. But the mainstream media absolutely didn't run with this. And they didn't run with the fact that Liz Harris got thrown out of office behind it without breaking any house rules whatsoever. 
she just started exposing the evil that was in Arizona. And believe it or not, folks, the it seems as though the Democrats and the Republicans down there are like this. And oh, that's happening it's, everywhere. That's that's been the yeah. pro- that's been our entire problem is that the stupid parties <laughs> they give you a fake choice. They say, "Look, you got a Democrat, you got a Republican," and they're then they're going to fight during election season and say, "No, I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to do that." And then once it once they get elected, then they go behind closed doors, bump fists, and be like, "All right, let's fuck them over." <laughs> yeah, my language. Yeah, but still, no, but I mean, really, good. that's been our problem. My gosh. It, you're exactly right, though. I mean, like I, I say it all the time, but look at all of the. If you just Google a uh, George Bush and Obama picture right now, let's see uh, Bush and Obama pick. Let's just Google it, right? Boom. I'm gonna count for you. you are you ready? Look here. I'm just gonna share the screen so you do you see what I'm talking about. It, you you want evidence of the uniparty? This is it right here. Do you want to see the one where George Bush is all in love with Michael here and then over here and then here and then here and then here again? Look, how many how many pictures do you go? Oh, buddy, buddy down here. George Bush, Bill Clinton, Obama. Look, here again, here again, here again. Different events, not the same event, not the same day, people. These these guys are globalists. They're globalists. You know what you notice? how all of them hate Trump too. They're all buddy buddies. And they've, I mean, I think Bill Clinton was, let's see, when did when did Bill Clinton start his presidency? In the 90s. You know, 90s. Right, right after, right after, uh, right after uh uh what you call him was out of there, uh Bush senior. Hmm. So yeah. when I was when I was born, we were three trillion dollars in debt. We went from Clinton to to Bush to Obama to Trump to mm-hmm. I, and I mean it's it's gone. Trump up. was the only one that didn't double the debt. He did spend. He had about eight trillion dollars in deficit spending. But you got to understand that when he was coming in after Obama, Obama crippled our military. He dismissed forty percent of our navy. He was disarming the United States. Uh, the coffers, as far as what we had in our oil reserves, were depleted. We didn't have we didn't have basics, so Trump had to refill all of that, make new deals. He put tariffs against China, brought the industry back to the United States of America, brought the car industries back. He told Ford, "Go ahead, make your cars over there, and I'll tax them so high when you try to bring them back into the country, you won't be able to sell a single car." This is why people like Michael uh, Michael. Uh, What's the guy from uh, Fahrenheit 9-11? Michael Moore. Michael Moore is a pro-Trump guy now. Snoop Dogg is a pro-Trump guy now. 50 Cent, pro-Trump guy. Why is the culture changing so much? People are waking up. BLM, two chapters of BLM now support Donald Trump and stand with the J6ers. It's changing. I wouldn't right brag about that. Screw those commies. I, I, they're not even... <laughs> not commies if this is their this is they they said they were commies so screw no, no 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 you're, no you're listen, BLM. Listen, listen they're not the blm if, if they break rank, if they break ranks with the ones in new york and chicago and do their own thing i'm all for that i change welcome anyone lives matter. change your name to american lives matter and i'll get behind him 
Not black. Well, he's not American Lives Matter anymore, though. He's not. He's not with BLM anymore. I don't. He's not with BLM anymore. I don't give a shit. I I don't care about that one bit. If they if they change their name to America American Lives Matter, then I'd probably get behind it. They say, all right, Mm -hmm. we like Trump now, and we're changing our name to not be discriminatory. We'll be very Mm -hmm. inclusive. You know, they could still say their leftist nonsense. You say we'll be very inclusive and we'll fly the American flag. The most inclusive flag to ever be created on this earth is the American mm-hmm. flag because it doesn't stand for race or, or color of your skin. It stands nope. for an idea, an idea that anybody can become a part of. If you become part of the American tribe, you're a full-blooded American. You don't get to become half American or quarter American. No, once you become an American citizen, you're a full-blown American citizen. Do you notice that most other races don't do that with the American people? At least it's a good song. But I don't know where it's playing from. Is it your Alexa? There it is. What's going on, Patriot? There it is. I guess I'm playing an episode somewhere. Uh, we don't just all of a sudden out of the blue that uh, we've ever done this ourselves uh, with. Uh, wow, technical difficulties. Yeah, you know what it is. I sit here and I prepare and I get all these clips ready, and I have. Probably no less than 50 windows open. You've seen the inside of the studio. I have four big screens here, and and I have internet stuff going on each one of them, so I apologize. But, yeah, I mean, if if we're going to fix the country, if we're really going to – if we're really going to get people back to the way they need to be in order to have a cohesive society of people that are not gaslighting one another – or going after one another for social uh, issues and, and all this SJW stuff. The first thing you got to do is you got to attack the anti-American sentiment, meaning you have to get people to love the idea of a free America again. America, it, the idea is what needs to be protected. And I say the soul of the country. When I say soul of the country, that's what I'm referring to, the heart of who we are. Freedom of speech, the Second Amendment the right to be secure in your papers and effects and things like the, 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 the free, free press, the separation of church and state. And that, and what that actually really means, not what the left tries to make it mean. You know, yeah. there are so many things that we have in this country that we're taking for granted and we're throwing them away. We're throwing them in the, in the trash in the name of social justice. And we're throwing well, the baby out with well, the bathwater. Bath I wouldn't say we're throwing it out. I think that our, our tolerance over the years, for commies has kind of let this happen because i mean it, it's it's that's really what it is it's communism taking over we never ended communism has never stopped trying to oh i hope not <laughs> it doesn't surprise me uh, i i i got the vpn running right now I, like i told you i have no less right now than about 75 attempts of intrusion attempts since we went live, it happens every time. Jeez, um, I forgot what I was saying. It's it's my bedtime. 
That's where I need to go. <laughs> I'm so tired. I worked no, until midnight last night. I left the house at five o'clock this morning. I slept in. Okay. It, I'm, I'm it, exhausted. You need those every home. now and again. You need those every now and again. You need those sleep in days. And, and you come in, you, you do what we do. We burn the candle at both ends. We do this job that we have all day long. And then we come in and we prepare for this. We're preparing for shows, guys, probably a week in advance in most cases. Like we have some things coming up next week that are going to be really cool, really cool. So John Davidson and then Ryan Mack on Wednesday and then uh, Damon Galdo on Friday. And then the Monday following, we have the lectern guy, right? Yeah. So um, if everybody, tell, tell, tell them who the lectern guy is for those that don't know. Uh, I don't really know how to describe him. He's the guy, he's got the really iconic photo where he's he's kind of holding the lectern as he's like walking through January 6th. He's a good guy. He uh I, man, I'm excited to I'm excited to talk to him. And yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna meet him this month in person as well. So that's gonna be really cool. I'm I'm just so excited for that. But yeah, we're we're having him on and uh you know, he runs a lot of charities for or a lot of charities. He he does charity work for J6 defendants who have been struggling to put food on the table because they've been harassed, attacked. And I mean, it's the same way this journalist has, you know, a lot of the people don't have the ability to, to put hundreds of thousands of dollars into court fees. I mean, that's you know expensive. You just, you just made me, you just put an idea in my head. Uh, why don't we create an ongoing give sing go that we can use um, for J sixers? And just keep it there for people. I'm, so I'm sure there are. Well, I'm sure there are some, but you do have to be really careful. Let's just find one that's already existing, that's already doing the, the work and knows who everyone is. And, and let's just highlight it then, because I'd really like to uh, make sure. Listen, I've been the guy on the inside before. I've been the guy there when no one's answering your calls and you need something. People, I don't, I, I, I don't wish it on my worst enemy. Um, so I would definitely want to be one that, uh, that helps out these guys. These are political prisoners. Guys, if you know someone who's a J6er or anything like that, take the time to write a letter, to send a note, an email, anything like that. Those things are such pick-me-ups to people in those positions. And you know they're only there because they're right-wing. You're, they're only there because they're conservative. And they're only Some there because they're there. Yeah. Some of them yeah, did assault them. police officers, but yeah. but I mean those people were dealt with a long time ago. Now that they they're going after people who like stepped on the grass at the Capitol, they're like you're yeah. going to prison now too. Like, geez, the Quiet Skies program is real. Do you know what that is? The Quiet what? Skies program they got rid of. You know the air marshals used to fly with us on the airplanes when we were traveling, <laughs> and now they, they don't anymore. They literally yeah. have retasked the air marshals with following J Sixers. Going and oh, locating. yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. So story. you don't have anyone to protect you on the airlines. Meanwhile, the southern border's open. What are you talking about? I <laughs> got six months or sudden death. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, it's been fun. Uh, we are going to close this out. And uh, I will be doing probably a live over the weekend uh, that we're going to throw in our exclusive content area for those of you that are in the tribe of patriots. Uh, we are on the local station. So go to our Rumble, guys. Click the join button. That will take you to our locals. It's only $5 a month. It's less than the 
cost of an energy drink that you spend on every day. And that'll help support us and keep us going and doing what we do. And uh, we got a lot of things coming up. I, I believe uh, you're traveling to Texas here pretty soon. Um, I'll be going to Oklahoma for a podcaster's deal uh, with uh, Clay Clark and those. I'll probably only make it down on the Saturday run. So I want to do that. Seth, appreciate you very much for coming and watching, brother. Go check us out over at Rumble. Go click that join button. See you on our locals. And uh, as usual, the silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer. Have a good night. My people of this country and we're under attack. They ban us, they cancel us for speaking the facts. If you man enough, come stand with us, take USA back. And every time we pull up, all you're gonna see is American flag.